Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I commit to you, and I committed to this when I got elected, when I was running. No one making less than $400,000 will see a penny in federal taxes raised as long as I'm president of the United States of America. Stop me if you've heard that one before. Uh, Of course, Hunter Biden's dad there talking about, among other things, the budget. Uh, The budget that will be taken up in a Senate committee, I'm understanding, later today. Of course, Democrats still in the majority in the Senate, not so in the House. And that's one of the reasons, probably the reason, you hear this budget referred to as dead on arrival. One of those House Republicans, brand new to the U.S. House of Representatives, freshman, represents the 10th District, which, of course, includes Athens. Congressman Mike Collins with us now. Congressman Collins, thanks for your time this morning. Hey, well, I appreciate you having me on, Tim. Let's start with that budget. I, again, it's the House is, is dominated or controlled by Republicans. I, I don't know how, how much of a chance it would have even with a Democrat majority. There are so many uh, components here that so many people don't like. But just for the sake of the discussion here, your read on the president's budget proposal. Well, it's really easy that he has the highest sustained spending, the highest sustained taxes, and the highest sustained deficits in the history of the country. You know, for every dollar that we take in right now, we spend a dollar and twenty-nine cents up there in DC. And with his budget, we're going to go from every dollar that the that we take in in the U.S. Uh, federal government, they're going to spend a dollar thirty-four. Now that makes absolutely no sense. You're going to increase spend, uh, taxes on everybody. But you're going to increase spending even more with a $32 trillion debt. Uh, it just uh, it, it, naturally is dead on arrival. It, it does make common sense. All right. So what do we do with that? And it's, 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 we, I, well, I can answer my own question. One series of continuing resolutions after another. Uh, every time we look up, we're walking it up to the line in terms of staring down a partial government shutdown and the government's going to run out of money on date certain. And we haven't even talked about the debt ceiling yet. I mean, is that is that yeah. any way to run a railroad? No, you can't. You couldn't run your, your business off the city of Bridges with an open checkbook. There's no way. And, uh, and, and that's got to be stopped. And that is what's being stopped on the House side. Uh, that's one of the, the big things uh, when we set up that rule package back uh, the first week after the election in November that uh, we passed uh, in January, on January the 4th, was the fact that no more omnibus bills. These omnibus budget bills that, that Schumer was just uh, uh, giddy over, the 10 in a row, they're done. Because we won't take them up, and, and they're not in our rules to be taken up. They can't take them up. We're going to pass a budget in the House. We're going to pass our appropriation bills. We're going to send them to the Senate. Now, if the Senate doesn't go to work or can't wake up or too busy playing pickleball or whatever to take up the approach bill, then in September, on September the 30th, Thomas, Thomas Massey's got a really good plan laid out there, I think. Uh, that's the end of the, the year, the uh, fiscal year for the federal government. You pass a CR, and you deduct 1% off of it. And then if they don't pass the approach bill by the next week, you, you pass another CR that's less 2% until the Senate does their jobs and pass appropriation bills. Not, not dealing with these agencies uh, one-on-one is one of the major problems that they have up there. When you pass an omnibus budget bill and you just throw money at an agency, 
and say, here you go, here's your pile of money, go spend it, we trust you. That doesn't work out too well in the end. Congressman Mike Collins with us again, 10th District Republican freshman in the U.S. House. Uh, you said upon winning your election, you weren't predisposed to support uh, Kevin McCarthy for House Speaker. You wound up supporting Kevin McCarthy for House Speaker. Step us through the evolution of your position there. I did. You know, uh, and, and I was supportive of change. And uh, when we got up there the, the week after November, uh, we had a we we did a couple of things. We had we had secret ballot votes on everything from majority leader down to the secretary of the uh, Republican Party, and then we had a secret ballot on the uh, Speaker of the House, which is totally unusual. Normally, it's a voice vote and stand up, and uh, the secret ballot allows everybody to speak their own opinion. And uh, McCarthy had 188 votes out of that 222 caucus, and uh, 36 people voted in a different direction. McCarthy understood then that the rules of the House are what are important to that caucus. And so we spent four days debating those rules in November now. And everybody at the end of that fourth day liked those rules. They were good. And uh, we, we get to January 3rd, and, of course, you see what happened. We had five days of voting. And uh, at the end of the fifth day, the 15th vote, between the first vote and the 15th vote, we changed one rule. And uh, that was we went from five people to vacate the chair down to one. But uh, but the rules of the House are great. They're set up for a bottom up approach instead of that top down approach that Pelosi had where it was just closed. And it also allows for accountability. Uh, If there is a problem with leadership, uh, there is an avenue, a simple avenue uh, to demand a change. Uh, This uh, this the House caucus, Republican caucus is made up of over 60% of America First Agenda representatives. MAGA representatives, good, solid, core Republicans. And uh, the Speaker of the House has, has got the opportunity to be one of the best speakers in the history of this country. And and, and I believe Kevin McCarthy sees that. Uh, you can see that by what uh, how he's been conducting the House legislation and what we've been able to put out there in past. Uh, it's good, solid legislation. I mean, the first one was to repeal those 87,000 IRS agents that uh, you led off with, with uh, Joe Biden saying that they were going to come after everybody over 400,000. And what's the first thing Biden say if, you, if you're a server, a waiter, a waitress? He's coming after your tip money. <laughs> so, you know, that was, that was one of the first things we passed out of the House because we knew that that was not right. Uh, so I'm pleased with the rules. I'm pleased with the direction that we're going. And we just need the Senate to get to work. Congressman Mike Collins with us. Inadvertently, I didn't mean a pun. I was just uh, referencing the, the way you folks go about the budget process up there a moment ago, and I said there ain't no way to run a railroad. Uh, railroads are very much in the news of late. And from your perspective, you know something about getting commodities from point A to point B and uh, running that trucking company all those years down there in Butts County. Another train derailment we're hearing about this morning, Arizona. What do you make about these trains jumping the tracks? I know it happens. Uh, but it seems like it's happening a lot lately. Is there something new at work here? Or is just more of the same getting more attention? No, it's it's the symptoms of a real underlying condition. And that, you know, I've called on Pete Buttigieg to resign. I did that almost a month ago. The, the NOTAM disaster with the FAA, where they shut down the industry for hours, the, the railroad disaster, the, the air, the planes almost landing on top of each other. Those are just symptoms of the fact that Pete Buttigieg has turned that agency 
into a social, I don't want to call it experiment. He's trying to actually push that agenda onto to people. He's also pushing that agenda onto the private sector. And, and I think Norfolk Southern has gotten caught up in it because even in their annual report, what they call an ESG report, Norfolk Southern put in there a letter from the CEO that they were going to be even more focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion to create a bigger uh, commitment to culture in their, their, their company. Now, what he should have said in that letter is, we're going to hire the best dead gum people we can to run those trains and to keep grease on wheel bearings and hire good mechanics instead of trying to grease that rail of the fourth branch of government over there called the Department of Transportation and Pete Buttigieg. And that's what's getting them in trouble. you got people that don't understand what they're supposed to be doing. You know, Tim, that's exactly what happened with that bank failure. You've got people over there in the, at federal regulators that are being hired just off of diversity, checking the box, and they don't understand what they're supposed to be doing. I've sat on the board of directors in the financial institution for 20 years. I know we do rate shocks. That was the first thing that came to my head. How, do you, how did the regulators not understand that when the rates exploded like that, when you have such long-term investments at such a low yield, that's like buying a stock at $10 that go into two and you're trying to sell it to pay off the debts that you owe. Uh, quickly up against it, yeah. you're just finally in closing. You got less than a minute. I just wanted to, because I think this is, I think you pointed out maybe the first time we've talked since the election. Uh, you, you watched your dad for years as a member of Congress. Now you're up there. What's your sense of the job? What's your sense of the Hill? Things changed. That is a big question in less than a minute. But what do you see up there in D.C. these days? I, I think they have, Tim. But you know what I'd like to reiterate? It is an honor to be up there. It, it's a it's a true honor to represent the tenth district, the state of Georgia, and my country and Congress. And and I appreciate the opportunity, and I am so thankful that that the people of tenth district have given me that opportunity to be there. Congressman Mike Collins again represents that tenth district as a freshman Republican, U.S. House of Representatives. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Best of luck moving forward, and happy Easter if we don't talk between now and then. Thank you, Tim. You too. Seven fifty-seven. Oh, 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 you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.